All right, KISS Army, welcome to the KISS FAQ Podcast. Thank you for giving us your time today and letting us into your head. I hope we don't do any damage. This is a KISS-related podcast by the board for the board. We hope that you enjoy. And we're live. Welcome to episode 436 of the KISS FAQ Podcast. I'm your host, Daniel, and today we got the Scandinavian horde with us, consisting of Nils. Hi. Hi. Alexander. Hey. And I'm not sure how to say this in English. Bent. Yeah, Bent. Berent. 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 Today we're going to talk about KISS from the Scandinavian perspective. This is a broadcast live, but you can listen to it later on on YouTube or other channels. Uh, You can also use timestamps if you think we're, you know, if it gets too boring, you can jump ahead. So make sure you comment on the during the show and also leave a comment after the show if you're listening later on. Uh, there's a new episode coming already tomorrow, but I hope you, you'll be able to find this one because this will, will be a special episode. Uh, so before we get into t- today's topics, I'd like you to get to know these guys a little bit more. Uh, first off, we, we have Nils. You might recognize him. He's been on the show before. But Nils, can you tell us a little bit about your history? When did you start listening to Kiss? And maybe one or two of your favorite albums, please. Uh, I started to listen to Kiss in March 1978. But my my fandom wasn't really great before around 7980. And uh, my favorite album... Uh, Probably Hotter Than Hell and Rock and Roll. Hmm? That's hmm? two good picks. What about you, Alexander? I became a fan of the band in 1984. Uh, I think the Heaven's on Fire, uh, that song had a huge impact on me when I was, I was only seven years old back then. And um, yeah, I became a fan. And uh, my favorite albums are probably Destroyer and Creatures of the Night. Hmm. And finally, Burnt. Yeah, that's me. How about me? Yeah, um, I'm the oldest of us four, I believe. Uh, I fell in love with Kiss in March of 1975. I was about to buy an album with Sweet called Sweet Fanny Adams. And I saw this new Japanese band with a brand new or old album called Hotter Than Hell. I didn't know that they were Americans from New York back then. I thought they were Japanese guys, and they were heavy, really heavy. And so, of course, Hotter Than Hell is one of my favorite albums. Rockin' All Over is another one. And then, of course, then it's hard. I would say either Creatures of the Night or perhaps Revenge. If I lost Creatures, I would have Revenge. Yeah. Okay, so there's a few different uh, favorites uh, from you guys. I like all of the albums you, you mentioned. Uh, we got a lot of stuff to cover today. Let's see how far we get. But I think we should start by showing a bit of uh, Scandinavian history when it comes to maybe magazines and books, because there are plenty of magazines and books from Sweden that North American 
North Americans, they might not even know that they exist. And I'm going to let Nils start off this topic. Uh, yep. Can you tell us a little bit and show us a little bit about uh, Scandinavian magazines and maybe go into a book or two, please? Yeah, I, I was thinking about uh, what actually could combine at least Sweden and Norway when it comes to uh, KISS fandom in the, the 70s and 80s, uh, at least. And I, I think what really combined, combines us is poster. Yeah. Mm. And that, that's for more or less all ages. Also, you, burnt the poster is yes. also an important yes. thing for you. Yes. And uh, we can show, uh, uh, it was started by uh, a German guy called Hans Hartwig uh, in 74, uh, I guess, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Somewhere around there, yeah. 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 And uh, it, he started, the first Kiss posters came in 1975. And more or less until the magazine folded in 1980 there were kiss posters in all all the magazines three or four issues there weren't kiss posters but there were protests when there weren't so it is uh, but uh, the main for me is uh, it's like uh, there's three uh kiss specials and this is the first one from 1977 and the second one is from the first the first one from 80 that was actually a dynasty special and you have the th third special that that's actually just before the magazine poster folded that that was a special from the scandinavian tour yeah and there's also a picture yeah. of burnt inside there yes <laughs> i was i was 19 at the time i was really pretty back then you and, still uh, are. and Ooh, after that after the, after that it, he started um, a magazine called okay mm -hmm. and he, he, yeah. he lost he, he lost his uh, what he had a real good connection with kiss in the 70s but he lost that in the beginning of the 80s but then he got it back again afterwards. And then for me, the most important magazines are the one, one with the, mm. when Kiss were here for the promoter in uh, 1982. And, There's actually uh, some, some if you if you look at Sweden, what's it called? Is it called uh, Sweden Rock Magazine? The one that Carl Linnaeus is writing for? Sweden. Yeah, yeah, Sweden, yeah, Sweden yeah. Rock Magazine. The, yeah. the latest issue has a big poster from that photo session, a big poster of Gene. It looks excellent. Yeah. So grab, yeah. grab a copy of that if, if, you, if you have the opportunity. And for, for me personally, this is all, uh, this version of OK is also really important because that, that was the first time I saw them live in, uh, on the 83 tour in Gothenburg. So that's a lit that and those magazines were really popular in Norway also. So I guess okay. they almost sold as much in Norway as in Sweden. And, Alexander, and, as you, you you started off as a Kiss fan in eighty four, eighty five, I guess. When yeah, you heard and, and yeah, and back then, you know, the the OK magazine was is a very very important magazine for me, and you know, Kiss was in. You know, in in the magazine all the time, and they wrote, you know, and they published exclusive pictures from the tours and everything. So, I mean, that was a really, really important magazine for me and uh, as a kid. So, yeah, for sure. Yeah, and uh, after that, we we got some 
books or magazine or what we're going to call them. I'm not really sure, but uh, I'm not really sure what's first of this. But we we had Kiss on Fire, yeah, and uh, shouted out, and that's uh, the mid eighties. The mid yeah, the yeah, it's, it's written by an Englishman, so I'm not really sure if it's a Swedish book, but it's a, it's in Swedish. Yeah, and, it's the same uh, order. Yeah. yeah. Oh, do I have an echo? No, no, really. no. It, it, no. It, it was me. It, it was me. I'm the echo. Okay. <laughs> uh, and then there came the big one, still on fire. Yeah. yeah. Uh -huh. I do remember getting that one and reading it in a day or two, uh, thinking it was real exciting. But looking back at it, it's full of full of uh, mistakes and uh, that kind a of lot stuff. of a lot of mistakes. Oh yeah, but but uh, if, it, it also shows most, how much you, you knew at the time. What did you say, Alexander? Yeah, the most important thing for me with that book was the bootleg section in that book. Yeah, because be, oh, yeah. before that, I hadn't seen you know, I haven't seen them at all most of them, you know, before I got that mm -hmm. book. So, I mean, that bootleg section was very, very important when you started to collect bootlegs and you had them all there, all the old ones, the old vinyl bootlegs is, is in there, so. Yep. Um, but perhaps we should say right now that you guys that has English as your native tongue, you are missing out so much. Yeah, yeah. Bernd is always saying, <laughs> Bernd, Bernd always says, why don't Americans, uh, go to school and learn Swedish because there is so much to yes. read. Here we've got a few, just like Partners in yeah. Crime, three yeah. real good books and so on. And, and I'm yeah. sure Nils have a few I'll, others I'll, that he can show. I can show them. Uh, the, first, the first one that came, but the, this is, uh, when did it come out? I don't remember. Around one of nine, you have have two, the two, two thousand and uh, around two thirty. Yes, Niels, just wait a minute. One yeah. of you ha have sound coming out of the computer. Okay, because, I'm uh, not. I, I can hear some. Who, it's not me. You. Not you. Oh, I don't think it's my me either. So me neither. Not me neither, but I still can hear echo. Well, let's do it anyway then. Okay. So Niels, please continue. Uh, and the, after a long time, the, the first book that came after afterwards is uh, Carl Carlinell's uh, biography in about Kiss. Then who sminka the sending in? Oh yes, yes, yes. And then some you had some, pe some people, some people, yeah. some people say that if you would try to read Swedish. And you want to know everything, everything about Kiss, then you should read that that first one. But now, sorry. Yeah, and then you had uh, have Kiss in Kiss is why Kiss in Sweden. This is a real large good book. Um, I just remember now that do anybody of you have the the other book, but that the one book in English. No. No. I have it, but at that other place in my. Uh, <laughs> I have it here, but I, I can find it afterwards. And uh, then you have uh, Carl's and Alexander's great 
uh, Partners in Crime books one and two. And then you have the Dentista Dynasty in the last time. Yeah, the third one. And that's by the way, that's by the way another Alexander. So it's not me, it's another Alexander. Yeah. yeah. It was part of that. Mr. Alex Bergdahl. Yes. Okay, that's a quick run through some of the KISS books and, and KISS magazines. Uh, ben, do you have anything to add to that that we didn't say? Uh, I would like to add that the book KISS in Sverige, KISS in Sweden, is like a diary of all the tours, not the, the latest ones, but all the tours, all the concerts, with reviews and everything that happened during those days it's a must and it's sold out sorry but first yeah. you need to learn english then swedish and then get the book and mr keenan i love you too <laughs> okay yeah and, and, and those uh, yeah those you know old poster magazines that niels first talked about is, is very collectible these days mm -hmm. especially the, the the special the special ones with only Kiss, but also the ones with Kiss on the cover are very yeah. collectibles, as well as the posters. But the posters are a little easier to find. But the ones, the full magazines with Kiss on the cover is really, really uh, collectibles, as well as the special ones. So, yeah, the, yeah. The, this is probably uh, at least about uh, two hundred dollars or something like yeah. that. Yeah, it's a lot of money if you yeah. if you if you if you want it want it in good, very very good condition. It's a lot of money. So, yeah so much so many posters and back in the days back in the 70s the the people that were young back then like me because when a um, poster came i was 13 so i ripped it to shreds and i put it up on my walls yes. and in the ceiling especially in the ceiling because all the good things happens in the ceilings and sometimes <laughs> yeah. we were lucky enough to get pictures of runaways yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, yeah. I see what you did there. Yeah, Alexander, you talked about them; those things being collectible. That mm -hmm. that actually makes me think of another topic, uh, and that is collecting kiss stuff. You're sort of uh, an expert in that area. I'm just going to show a film briefly here about Alexander and his kiss collection. It's quite something. Hey everybody, my name is Alexander Johansson from Sweden. Uh, I've been a KISS fan and a KISS collector since 1984. In 2004, I created something called KISS the Exhibition, which is a traveling exhibition about KISS. And I've been doing that all over Sweden and Norway ever since then. So if you're interested in, I'm working all the time with museums and exhibition halls and stuff like that. So if you're interested in, in, the, in um, have something like this at your museum or your exhibition hall, um, find me on Facebook. You can search on Facebook and kiss the exhibition and you will find me on Facebook. And there you have all the information and contact information and everything. So uh, hope to see you in, your in the future, in your city and in your museum. Take care, bye. Yeah, yeah, Alexander, you have to tell us a little bit about your collection, how it started and what kind of stuff you have, because there's a lot of stuff yeah. there. And that, that's just a part of it. What? I didn't hear you. It's just a little part of it. Yeah, it's a little part of it. Uh, it, it's, it actually started, I have always been a collector uh, since I was a kid, you know, I collected... Uh, 
I don't know. I mean, I collected hockey cards and I collected stamps and all kinds of stuff, crazy stuff, you know, when I was a kid. And uh, so when I started to become interested in Kiss, it wasn't that hard, you know, it was pretty easy for me to start to collect Kiss. And uh, as any kid back then, you know, I started to collect records and I started to collect, you know, posters and, you know, all those stuff. And then probably in the early 90s, um, I got in touch with old merchandise, the old toys and stuff, you know, the mega dolls and 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 the, the all those stuff, lunch boxes and, and all those stuff. But then um, in the mid 90s, I got in touch with something that's kind of special and it's really it's really fun to collect. It's actually stage worn outfits. And uh, the very first thing I actually got my hands on was um, Bruce Kulick's zebra uh, shirt that he used in the um, on the Animalized tour. That was the very first thing I got hold of from a, from a friend in in uh, Sweden. Well, actually, I think one of his friends got it directly from Bruce or something like that. I don't really remember the story, but so over over the years, I, I collected a lot of those stuff and uh, gold awards and uh, you know all kinds of uh, it doesn't have to be really large things or anything i like stuff that had a have a great great story and okay. uh, yeah what are your most prized possessions if you would rank them your absolute favorites like the top my three. favorites actually came to a great attention a couple of years ago uh, I have a, an original artwork of the unmasked album cover yeah. made by Vincent de Girlando. De, I don't know how you pronounce his last uh, name, but uh, and I'm the one who told you what you got. What exactly. You <laughs> the, it, it is a great story. I told the story a million times, but yeah, it's a great, yeah, it's a great story. The thing is, I got my hands on that artwork. Uh, it's like the size of an album cover. And I got my hands on that around 1997 from a friend in Sweden who got it from uh, a collector in America. But I couldn't trace anything back, you know. I didn't know anything about it. And um, it's not signed. It, there were two major faults about it. It's not signed, and it has the Love Gun outfits instead of the Dynasty or the Unmasked outfits. They're actually on the, on the, on the, um, on the cover. On the on the finished cover, um, and I had it for probably. I mean, I started to do exhibitions about Kiss in 2005, and I put it there in the exhibition in the beginning. Uh, but I couldn't, you know, I didn't have any information about it. So uh, um, after a while, I got you know sick and tired of all the people asking questions, and I couldn't answer them because I'm a kind of guy who wants answers. You know, I want to know things. So I took it away from the exhibition uh, for, for a long time. And I had it in my hands about for about 20 years without actually knowing what it was. And uh, what is it made? Was it any, did it have any connection with Kiss? Or was it made by a fan or whatever? I mean, I have to say that, that um, I have to say that, that, you know, I didn't pay much for it <laughs> back in the day because I didn't know anything okay. about it. So, you know, it was a big, it was a long shot in a way. Ah. You struck gold, yeah. Yeah, I did actually. But mm -hmm. to make a long, but to make a long story short, uh, when I got involved in the Destroyer Live podcast that we have, that I have with with Nielsen, another guy, 
we got in touch with Dennis Wallach, who, who made all the artwork for Kiss for, 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 for many, many years and all the album covers. And I showed him that picture and he didn't recognize it first. And I thought, oh my God, this is fake, you know, because he's the guy making the, 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 the album covers. But then Nils knew that there was another guy that were involved in the whole in the whole uh, process of, of making uh, of making uh, album covers. I knew that I knew Vincent had drawn the draft. Yeah, you knew it before. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So I sent it to, to, to Vincent and it took me 30 minutes to get an answer from him. And he said, sure, I did it. Uh, and that was like winning the lottery, you know. So uh, right. so uh, then I got a lot of cool information that he made it. And uh, uh, and uh, actually the the artist who, who made it, now I lost his name, was the artist who made the Unmasked cover, um, Victor Stabin. Yeah. Victor Stabin, yeah. Actually used that 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 artwork as as like um i don't know like a sketch to know so he knew what to make you know when he made a real album cover hmm. yeah but the cool thing was that not many people knew anything about this artwork so in yeah. about a two years ago or something vincent posted that uh, picture that he got from me because uh, vincent got really excited when he found out about the artwork uh and uh, and he posted it on facebook and uh, i think three sides of the coin uh, po posted on their Facebook, and all of a sudden everybody got you know oh what yeah. what is this you know blah 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 what is this, and and uh, so that was real you know a lot of fun and and uh, and uh, yeah and, and and I think Vincent was actually part of the of the three he was in three sides of the coin later on, and talked about it and everything so so yeah, that's a that's a great piece it's like yeah. uh, it's it's my Rembrandt or something I I uh, always say that Mona Lisa. Yeah, Mona, my Mona Lisa for sure. You know, mm -hmm. so 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 that's a really great, great piece. You know, mm. uh, yeah, that, it, hard to top that one. Uh, anything else is, that you want to is, mention? It's it's really hard because I, I got a lot of stuff. I got I got, an, I got I got an Eric Carr shirt. Actually, that's the shirt that Eric is using on the. If we're talking about the album covers, that's the Eric Carr shirt that he's using on the Smashes, Trashes, and Hits album cover. Uh, if you look really, really, really close on that on that one, Eric is using a, a shirt there, and and it's the same shirt as Eric is using on the in 1988 on the Monsters of Rock tour. There's a concert filmed in Schweinfurt, uh, Germany. And you can see when Eric, when the band walks to the stage and everything, and the, Eric is using that shirt on 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 uh, on that that show. So one have uh, one has to ask if you would put a price, if you would guess, how much do you think your stuff is worth? <laughs> I'm not going to tell, because there's so much focus on money all the time, and I'm I'm sort of sick and tired of that, because that's the I the first thing that that people you know talking about, and I'm you have I'm, to I'm, ask I, the question. You have I, to ask a question, but it's okay if you don't want to answer it. No, Bernd, I don't. I don't want to uh, answer. But Bernd has hasn't said anything for a long while. We need to put, give him something to talk about. Uh, we talked about Kiss fan scenes, and the fact is that Bernd was one of the. How should I put this? One of the. Uh, I'm not the sure elder. what to say. I'm one. Yeah, of the one elder. of the elder because you were one of the first in Scandinavia who started a Kiss fan scene. It's kind of interesting to to hear about that. So, can you please tell us a little bit how it started? What kind of problems you ran into? Uh, how did you get your information? And when did all this happen? Okay, two, the the two hour version. All right. <laughs> let's, <laughs> go. Let, let's go. Uh, I usually say I have nothing to say, and these guys they know I have. 
<laughs> but everything started back in 1976. This is a long time ago. Kiss were on their first European tour and they came to Stockholm, Sweden, where I live. And they made one of those concerts that at least Swedes still this very day are talking about. That is at what some people say Tivoli Gardens, which it's not. It's Gröna Lund, the Green Lund. And you know what Lund is if we speak Indian. And I won't tell you because otherwise this will be beat. Anyhow, uh, I went to this concert and I think it was me and about 15,000 other people. Lots of people. So this is like a classic concert. I would like to say similar to the Madison Square Gardens ones, but for us in Sweden. Sure. Uh, after that, I went to um, his hotel, the Sheraton Hotel in Stockholm, because I was so pumped up. And I was 13 at the time. And I went into the reception desk and said, good day. I would like to speak with somebody that represents Kiss. And I was like, <laughs> like a grown-up in a kid's costume. Okay. And outside the hotel, there were lots of people, lots of people in my age that were screaming, kiss, kiss, kiss. Uh, I wasn't that kind. So what happens is that uh, the guy in the reception desk uh, calls somebody at the KISS crew, and it was J.R. Smalling. And he came down and said, oh, hello, what can I do for you? And I said, I'm Bernd Monson. I would like to start a KISS fan club in Sweden. And he said, hmm, that's an interesting question. Yes, I would like to speak with somebody that represents KISS. Because I knew that what I wasn't able to speak with Gene or Paul or anything like that. So he said, could you please stay here? I'll be right back. And he's away about five or ten minutes. He comes back and he's very polite to this 13-year-old kid. And he said, I have spoken with the guys and they are a bit inconvenient at the time because they just came from from the from the concert i understand yeah. why why it was and probably lots of girls at the room so he brought the two tour books from the tour of 1976 and said please contact them when they're back in new york and we will sort this out so it started and my first fan club magazines is in a big thick book that Gene Simmons made lots of years later. Uh, I've seen it, I don't owe it. But then everything got started because I got the permission, of course. And I had uh, people at Woodwell um, Enterprises uh, that helped me a lot in the beginning. And there was one girl that spoke Swedish because she has been an exchange student in the very same town that Gina Davis had been I'd say exchange student, that's fallen in Sweden. So they helped me a lot the first time. And so I made those magazines. And back then, we didn't have any videos of KISS. I had never seen anything of KISS live, for the exception of this concert. And I was so totally insane in love for the band, because they were so flamboyant, so... Oh, I can't find the words in Swedish, need, nor in English, because you don't have them. Anyhow, um, so the fan club started, and 
it was a success, of course. And what happens in um, a couple of years later, um, people were asking, how can we get fresh information about KISS? And I was telling myself that very same thing. Uh, I had a friend back then called Anders Tegner, which was uh, kind of involved in the fan club. And he, he's pretty well known, I think, in, in the KISS oh, yeah. areas. Um, so what what he's, I did... He's written a book also. Yeah, about... yeah. And there is two chapters about these years that I'm talking about now. Uh, but what we did was that we made a phone-in service, which is, of course, an answering machine that was put on the air every Sunday. And that we filled with KISS information. And since everything grew, I got more and more friends in the US and in Canada. And I even have one friend that I still have contact with, pretty well-known lady called Gilda Caserta. She helped me a lot with this, with, with the language and get me more and new information. So anyhow, we, we made these phone-in tapes every Sunday, and they were a success, a real success. And you guys that are younger, you remember this. Mm. Uh, and then if we should take a, a giant leap back to, or to 2021, I think, I got questions again, please, Pant, please make a new phone-in service. And I said, well, nobody has any answering machines and they don't have any landline as well. So I don't know what to do. So instead, I made something called, in Swedish, Pant Prata Kiss på Söndagarna. In, Swe in English, Bernt talks Kiss on Sundays, which is on YouTube and you can find it. I uh, will put a link in the description yeah. later on. So, but anyhow, back to um, back to 1979, because then I got authorized. The Kiss Army Sweden was formed, and we made some really good uh, magazines from that point of view. Uh, it's not like the ones that Kiss Army Sweden makes today that are awesome. We'll talk we'll probably about that, show as well. that later. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but what happens is in um, 1980, there comes a British guy called Paul, Paul Bertie. Yes, I will name him. And he had a port, Paul Bertie Marketing Limited or something like that. And he said, Hey, Bant, let's do some business together. You have the fan club, I have the merch. Let's do stuff together. Which I did. But he screwed me big time. Mm -hmm. uh, which means that I had to leave the fan club. But at the same time, back then, a lot of people were calling me and say, hey, Bent, we're missing the fan club. So I made the third KISS fan club. That's KISS Fan Center, which I had from 1981 to 1983 with the same phone-in service, a good KISS magazine in black and white. But for those days, I think it was pretty okay. But then, back in, in, in 1985, I got so goddamn depressed about the whole thing. So I went into the closet, my depression closet. And I stayed there from 1985 to 2016. And what happened to 2016? Yes, two of these guys draw, like pulled me out of my closet and say, Bent, please 
tell us all the good stuff from back then. And I said to these guys that had a that have a podcast or a vlog called Destroyer, Destroyer Live. Live. Yeah. Destroyer Live. Yeah, it's good shit. You ought to listen to it. It's in Swedish too. Anyhow. We have English episodes uh, also. Yeah. But not sometimes. Yet. Yeah. <laughs> so what happens is that they were nagging me like crazy said, please. And finally, Alexander, you were the one that was lucky. You managed to pull me out from my closet and I never looked back. I'm back, babies. I'm back. Thank you for that, Alexander. <laughs> Bernd is a great asset for, for the KISS Army. So we, we're glad to have you back, Bernd. Uh, but Bernd, didn't you go on a trip? There was some sort of competition going on with one of the fan scenes or, or something. And oh, yes. you went around. Can you tell us a little bit about yeah. that? Yeah. yeah. I'd like the grandfather to, to meet and greet when it comes to KISS. I don't know if that's true. I say it's true. Yeah. And if, if we remember the magazine, the Kiss poster magazine that Mr. Nils were showing. This yeah, but, yeah, that's the one. In there, you will find everything that happens during the Scandinavian tour of 1980. One of the interesting parts here is that uh, a couple of weeks before they came to Sweden, I was asking their tour manager and later a very mysterious Mr. Van Helsing. Mm. He claimed that he had another name as well. Harim, what's he? He finally said, yeah, that's me. I'm to the very, very right sitting oh, there, down. There you are. Yeah. At, uh, there. <laughs> yeah. So anyhow, what we did was that we were trying to make something happen so that Swedish KISS, fan could meet, Kiss fans could meet KISS. So we made a drawing contest and 10 people were selected and they could choose between meeting KISS in Stockholm, Gothenburg or in Copenhagen. Everybody wanted to meet them in Stockholm. So that's where the picture is from. And I thought that was a terrific idea that you can make the fans meet the guys, not outside a hotel or, or a airport, but really meet them. So I thought that was a great idea. I had no clue when I came out from my closet that it was a kiss, meet, a greet where you can meet your, your idol for trillions of dollars. Yeah. Uh, but anyhow, so me and Anders and a couple of other people were traveling with kiss during the Scandinavian tour back in 1980. Of course, we, we made sure that the fans were able to meet KISS, which I think is really, really important. And um, then, of course, we, um, we attended several press conferences, photo shoots. I think some of us went to the movies with KISS. It wasn't me. I don't remember who it was, but it, they say it was fun anyhow. But then we came to the end and that's in Nils' country in Norway. Norway. Yeah, where uh, I recorded press, the press conference, which, how strange it might seem, it's on YouTube. I didn't put it there, but it's, it's there. And it's been for several years. And it's a good press conference. Uh, but something happened. A couple of minutes after that, the uh, press conference ended. Um, I went out to the lobby at Grand Hotel in um, in Oslo, 
And I met a Swedish kid. He was 12, maybe 13. And I said, hey, little kid, what are you doing here? Well, I'm with Kiss, he said. You're with who? I'm with Kiss. But how? You're just a little kid. Well, I met them in Stockholm. Uh, and it was this really nice guy called Bill. And he said that I could sleep in his room. And, then, oh and, later, in, and later in his bed as well. Which, of course, Paul Stanley found out about. So this kid spent his time with, with Paul or somebody else that took care about the kid. Uh, and this is a story I haven't told before because I think it's it's really indecent, but the guy in question is, is dead. And we have two guys that are dead that were very much into young boys. And I think that this story is important because this is part of what happened in the 60s and the 70s with groupies with young girls and young boys that was yeah how should i put it not treated in the very best of ways so that is a story which kind of it stuck into my mind because i think it's such a such a terrible story where you um you are using a young kid's fandom into your own private obsession and i think that's not nice yeah thanks for that story brent it, it's uh, awesome at, at the same at the same time terrible but uh it's quite the story uh two things that you talked about that i want to mention is uh, <clears throat> and this is for alexander and nils uh, bent mentioned anders tegner uh, he was once involved in the OK magazine that Bent sh mm -hmm. showed in the beginning of the show. Uh, what poster, do you think he has? Also. Poster also. And yeah. later on, Rock, Rocket, another magazine. Yeah. But uh, what do you think that guy has in his collection? Because he must have done many, many interviews and had a great contact with the band. Has he told you anything about what he has in his collection? Anything you you know about Nils? Oh, he uh, at least ha if he has it still, I don't. We had a lot of tapes, but because I think Carl uh, has been able to go through a lot of his tapes and okay. listen to stuff from Carl what I Nils. remember. Carl, I, you I'm, mean I'm Carl and Nils? Yeah, I'm. I'm. Yeah. I'm it could be I'm wrong, but I'm probably I'm ninety percent sure that uh, he was able to go through a lot of. The, his stuff but uh i guess he has a lot of pictures and stuff he has posted uh um on facebook and a lot of pictures from different artists and that but it's it's like it's not kiss he he's met so many bands during the year so it so but he he probably has a lot of stuff i know that he he was once said in an interview he said that he actually had video footage that people have never seen because he visited i think it was when they recorded uh, the hide your heart video on the rooftop in in la 
he he was there and did a did an article for OK Magazine, and I think yeah. he shot shot a lot of things with it just with his video camera. Yeah, I think and he I was think, babysitting. He was babysitting yeah, Nick. Nick at yeah. the time. Yeah, yeah. And, yes. and that's and that's footage that no one has ever seen. So yeah. and maybe he, he even has more of that stuff. I have no idea. But Alexander, can, can't you you need that in your collection? If you pay him a little bit, and then you can. Yeah. <laughs> Show I know actually, I, I know actually that he sold some stuff as well because he okay, had he more that. stuff in the back in the day and uh, and he sold some things I, I know but um, yeah who, who okay. knows who yeah. knows the other you thing know, was yeah burnt yeah uh, you know Anders he's living in a big house he has a large cellar oh. <laughs> yeah okay I, I, I won't I won't say anything more because I haven't been there but no. Ask Anders. He's a nice guy. Yeah. He probably will, he probably will, will let you tour his basement. Mm. The other thing you mentioned was the Destroyer Alive podcast that Niels and Alexander are a part of. Uh, you you had a great episode with Anders Tegner on that uh, on that podcast. So, but uh, it's in Swedish, I think. So, uh, any Swedes yeah. out there that that haven't seen it, go and and watch it. It's it's a great episode, and he's. He's really giving you a lot of facts that that people don't know about. He he has a lot of inside information. But can't you tell the folks folks a little bit about the Destroyer Live podcast? Why did it start? When did it start? What are your goals for the podcast in the future? Uh, yes. it, it actually started. Magnus, the the third guy who's on the podcast, it actually started it in. February 2014, I think. Oh, yeah. And uh, I talked to him a couple of weeks later when he had been talking alone on, on two episodes that they're not online anymore because he doesn't want them to be online. <laughs> <laughs> but um, uh, I just said, okay, let's let's do, do it. We can do this uh, a lot better together than uh, you alone. So that, uh, Alexander was actually one of the first guests we have, and that worked okay. so so well that uh, we asked him to join mm -hmm. us. So yeah, I think I was a guest in maybe episode five or something like that, six or something like that. And then uh, yeah. I was in there and then I was a little later on, I was asked after, after I think a few other episodes, uh, I was asked to be a part of the, of the podcast. So yeah. And now we've we done uh, 155 episodes or something like that. That's pretty incredible. We'll get to so. that bent in a, in a moment. Yeah, and we, uh, I, I guess from those, we probably uh, maybe have 20, 25 in English or something like that. Yeah. Something like that. <clears throat> So without knowing it, you're like the godfather of Swedish podcasts. And actually, you're part of the reason why this podcast exists. Because I watched you guys and I thought, wow, that seems like a good time. Talking kiss once in a while for hours with other fans. <clears throat> so I actually mailed Julian Gill and said, why don't we start a kiss FAQ podcast and uh, try to do it as often as, as, as we can maybe once a week and he came through and we started the kiss FAQ podcast, but that was mainly because I watched you guys. And I thought my, my initial thought was maybe I should get in touch with those guys and, and hear if I can 
be a part of it, but it's, it's, you know, it's like begging on your knees. Can I be, can I play with you guys? <laughs> it, it didn't feel right. So, so I, 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 I thought kiss FAQ message board. We have a lot of fans there. Maybe we can get a hold of like 10, 15, 20 people and, and do podcasts that, uh, uh, focuses on different parts of the world, like Scandinavia. We have four Scandinavians. South America, we have four participants from South America. So that was the initial thought. So this is actually the first time I managed to do that, to have four persons from another part of the world than North America. So it's really yep. great to have you guys here, and you're doing an awesome job. And and Ben, you're getting some 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 great feedback here. Here, people like what you what you said there. So uh, now there's a new podcast uh, in Sweden that it you're is. behind, Ben. Can can you talk a little bit about that podcast? Because I think it's quite interesting, and I've been on one of your episodes, and I had a great time. Yeah, uh, I can say it started with. Um this vlog band talks kiss on sundays it started with that because when i made that on into youtube one year ago the the reason for it was to gather all the new and exciting kiss news and then made sure it was compressed into perhaps 10 minutes or something like that so that was the general idea but then i began to interview people and the, pod, uh, the the vlog got longer and longer, and sometimes 30, 40 minutes instead of just 10 minutes. Uh, so I was thinking, we need to do some, something about this. And I couldn't exactly do another Destroyer Alive pod, uh, vlog, because it's not nice ripping other people's people off. Uh, so I've been thinking about making a podcast, a sound podcast, for almost a year now. Then uh, I got to know a guy called Marco Rovinen. Marco is most famous for making the layout for this destroyer alive because it's magnificent. no destroyer. <laughs> yeah, destroyer. Yeah. It is, but it's 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 alive here in in my hand right now. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. See, Des it's alive. It's alive. Destroyer magazine. Yeah. And it's it's incredible. Yeah. Anyhow, back to. Um, back to the story so we went to see uh something called car jam 21 which is a fantastic little thing uh which is um, lots of interesting hard rock people that made um an album for a car with four songs on it and we went to their release party and by some strange incident i can't understand they didn't play their own release party for their album so Mark and, Marco and me had lots of time to talk about ideas that we had. And I found out that Mark, Marco also, yes, Sam Loomis. Let's talk about him later. Um, <laughs> that, uh, there is Car Jam. And by some strange coincidence, it's that picture is for, from the very same place where Kiss pictures were taken back in 1976. That's on the outdoor museum called Skansen, which is next door to alone where they played back in 1976 anyhow so so we were thinking about perhaps making a podcast but we wanted to do an easy podcast just like conversations about kiss 
not interviews, not, not anything heavy, just talking about KISS. So that's why the name is Let Me Know, because we are, we are very curious people and we want to know about everything. All the questions that we ever had, we had, we're trying to somehow answer. Like, how come that KISS fans are just male and between 45 and 55? How come? And we have discovered that's not true because we found the women, the KISS, the female KISS fans, we found them. We found generation of KISS fans, like three generations that are KISS fans. We have interviewed them. No, we didn't do any interviews. We had a conversation about it. So I think that that is also a reason for why you should teach yourself Swedish. Not only for, for the books, for the wonderful magazines, but to let you know about what we will let me know, or you know, or who knows. <laughs> so um, it, it's, uh, we have made, we made the 30th episode yesterday, and that is only since this fall. Sorry, uh, this the spring, spring yeah. or whatever. So, yeah. but but um, and from what if, what we have heard, this is such an interesting subject because some people are complaining about, about like vlogs are too long, but here it's not a problem because when you feel that you have listened enough, you press pause and you come back when you have the time. I think that's a genius, a great idea. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Well, uh, the Let Me Know podcast is uh, available, so go and listen to it. But uh, you actually talked a lot about the Kiss fan scene that's called uh, <coughs> Destroyer. Destroyer Magazine. Uh, Destroyer mm -hmm. Magazine, yeah. And yeah. as you can see here, we have a few slides from, from, from that magazine. Uh, Niels... What Niels, what do you say about the Kiss Destroyer magazine? Uh, do, do you enjoy it as well, even though you're Norwegian? Yeah, and in, in one way, it's it's uh, uh, let's say 20 years ago, we we used to have both um, Kiss Army Norway and Kiss Army Sweden, but now it's now the I feel more or less that the Kiss Army Sweden embrace, embraces both countries really. So, I wish uh, we should actually say that uh, Swedish people and Norwegian people understand each other pretty well. Uh, for all of you in America who might know, don't know that, so the, we understand each other pretty well. So, yeah, yeah. it's worse. It, it's much worse to understand. It's much harder to understand a Danish. Yeah, it, it, it I, is. From, I, from Denmark, I have no clue at times. Hey, <laughs> I have no problem with understanding Danish. I spoke with Danes a lot, many you times. You have to remember, I'm from the Great White North, no. so me, me a neither, long but... way down to Copenhagen. <laughs> me neither, but I'm half Danish, so that's... <laughs> okay, that's even worse. Oh, my. Uh, you're getting some feedback on the museum here from uh, Steinman. Uh, what a, an amazing collection. Thank uh, you very much. You need to go bring that one on tour up north as well. We need it in. Uh, I know a place in Luleå where you could actually get it into. They're pretty, you know, into rock and, and music. I'll have to show let that me, video for them. Let me know about it. Let yeah, me let, let me know about it. Let me yeah. know. 
Yeah, but back to the Destroyer magazine. Here we have an article about, about Sam Loomis. That was a great few weeks uh, when he released uh, a lot of Kiss stuff. Uh, but what do you say about the magazine, Bent? Uh, why is it so good? How is it possible to have this kind of magazine at this point of time when magazines have such a big problem staying alive? Alive. It is very, very... Uh, how should I put it? The answer is very, very easy. It has to do with a couple of things. First of all, we have Marco Rovinen. Yes, Mr. AB, that's a Finnish name. Uh, I can read the chat here. Uh, and he has been a layout designer since the 90s. So this is his, uh, how should I put it? It's his baby when it comes to the layout and the design. But there's lots of people, fans, KISS fans, that every now and then they are writing articles. And, and the articles are like... It's, it's heavy, they're deep. It's not like, hey, we went to see Kiss, they were great. So we have a special here about the, um, the tour, the, what I think is the last tour that was in, um, in Scandinavia and in Helsinki. Helsinki is in the Nordic countries. And I think it's well written. So they have a um, chief uh, editor, that is a guy called um, Rony Lundell, and he's new at this post. And then, of course, we have Kiss Army Sweden, which has a uh, president called Niklas Olsson, and he has been the president for such a long time. And the thing is that they are making this, this fancy, because it is a professional fancy. And that means the thing is that this is one of the few printed papers about kiss that's left and it's published and it's I published it's, i think it's the re last the uh, real fanzine also left. yeah but look at it look at it but, i mean but what, what one aspect that is really important also i don't think this could happen anywhere else than in scandinavia because i think if you see the uh, Compared to the population in Sweden and and Norway, I would guess that Kiss is the compared to how many people who live here, it's the most fans per population. Also, so yeah. I think Kiss fandom is much higher in uh, especially Sweden and Norway than yeah. the rest yeah. of the world. Yeah, and, and I would say, and I would say that the Sweden and North, Scandinavia is probably Kiss's biggest market outside of, the, of of America, maybe 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 Japan as well. But otherwise, you know, may, maybe I, I would probably say Germany also. Germany yeah. is quite, but uh, if you see per per population, yeah, it's easily Sweden and Norway. Yeah, and and let's not forget that all the material in this magazine is exclusive for this magazine you can't yeah. read it anywhere else well, and, what if, you, if you're an american and what you may want to get a hold of this magazine is it possible yeah i know sure. but then you how do back. you how do you go about to get a copy of this one i should say that the easiest is of course to look up the kissrbsweden.net because there is where you have all the 
I have, yeah. I have to look at the magazine to be sure. Or, or, fi or find in Kiss Army Sweden Destroyer magazine on Facebook as well. Yeah. Okay. There you have it as well. So that would probably can... easier than ask their uh, how to. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Let me, yeah. And let me say that this issue that we have here. You need to put it more in the middle so we can see it. Ah. Ah, somewhere there. Uh, it's 52 pages, man. Yeah. 52 bonanza pages with kiss think about that it's like ha oh, all night yeah. what kind of what is this article about paul and this guy that he seems to know bent i have no clue at all i mean i, have I no wear, clue i wear <laughs> i wear glasses i mean i can i can see it says i can see it says slut but it's not American slut. <laughs> no, slut, no. slut it, is the end, sort of. In yeah, it's different in Swedish. Bill yeah. Tuani, who used to play with uh, Paul Stanley and uh, what's called Baby Boom, the, the 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 band that was on the first box set, and uh, he uh, visited uh, Paul during the show in Gothenburg, I think, and he lives in Oslo. In Norway, okay, and he okay. He, he he plays in a, a blues band and tells about uh, tells about his band and playing at Nutorna there. I think I know it's played at Nutorna at least the blues festival. It's one of the most famous blues festivals in the world, actually. Mm -hmm. Okay, uh, that's an awesome looking magazine. I hope people really. Uh, get that one if they have the possibility and even america i mean even if you don't understand the the text i think it's a it's something to pictures, flicker through you know look look at the layout look at the pictures um you can use translate you know google translate if you're, there's something you really want to know so learn go learn swedish <laughs> As Bent says, learn Swedish. Learn it now. Yeah. Actually, Bent, we have a question for you, Bent. Uh, yeah. And this is the question if, if you read at the bottom of the page. Question for Bent. How was it being a fan during 76 to 80 between oh. the band's tours? How much coverage of the band was there? And how did you stay informed about their music and activities? Then, of course, the question we have to find out is he talking to me as the fan club president back then or are we talking about me as just a fan we, we can we can rep, we can answer it in two ways mm -hmm. first of all when it comes to being a fan you need to use the old noodle your fantasy because there were no internet no cell phones no videos on swedish tv no nothing the only thing you had was what was in your head so you needed to look at the Alive album and get really <sighs> about it. And then, of course, not to forget Alive 2 and the yeah. stuff in the middle. Because back then, we thought this was the shit. This was what happened all the time during a KISS concert. Mm -hmm. the entire two hours so basically we read we read a magazine called tiffany which of course hans hartwig made as well uh, that was pre uh, poster and so everything happened that's what we needed fantasy back then and then of course we have those big posters that we put on our walls yeah. and in the ceiling 
So that was the most important thing. And that's why I thought it was really important to start a fan club in Sweden early. Yeah. So, um, so basically, that's what it's all about. Having a fan club, and that, of course, was, was me back then. Uh, and then, of course, have a real good imagination, especially. Yeah. But, but, but bes- besides that, it, it's like as, as a fan, the, 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 the big uh, information point for us were poster and mm-hmm. the later OK, really, besides yeah. the, the fan club. Yeah. And I think and, also one, one of the reasons why KISS became so big and popular in Sweden was actually the Poster Magazine. Because uh, the Poster Magazine was, was, even if I wasn't there back then, but the Poster Magazine was, you know, enormous in those days yeah. and, and popular. So, so that was yeah. a big reason why I think KISS became as popular as it became. Yeah. In, in, and then okay, 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 in the 80s, they made up oh, Kiss yeah. to be the biggest band in the world. Oh, yeah, they had great articles, great photos, uh, yeah. kind of fun texts, that, yeah, that went along with the pictures uh, and the rest of it. But, uh, I mean, I read okay in the 80s, and even all the way through 92, through the revenge, they yeah. had some great articles and great. Yeah. Um, they, I remember they had a competition in 1990 where they sent people over to see yeah. to watch Kiss live in Madison yeah. Square Garden. It was awesome, yeah. A lot so, of uh, a lot of Anders, Anders Tegner that we talked about earlier, he was the man behind that. So, oh, yeah, 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 yeah Alexander, you, you tried to say something there. No, Alexander. but it, I mean, okay, had a lot of exclusive stuff back then, you know, and they oh, had yeah. great contacts with all the bands and all the artists sure. and everything. So it was a it was a great time, you know. Uh, actually, actually, it's really strange because uh, Hans Hartwig actually mm. hyped Kiss even more than Kiss hyped themselves. That's true. Yeah. That's he true. did. He did. So, yeah. yeah. But so, we, we we need mm. not to forget the photographers like Fred Costello, that's true. Bob Grun, Barry Levine, oh. Lynn Goldstein, Golds... Goldsmith. Goldsmith. Thank Goldsmith. you. Yeah, and there was a couple of more photographers back back in the early days, because yeah. thanks to them, Hans Hartwig could hype, as you said, Kiss even more than Kiss has hyped himself. I don't know how that is possible, but it was. Back then. Yeah. But, uh, but mainly, it did uh, mo- most of the things in uh, poster were Finn Costello and Barry Levine pictures. Mo- most of it was. Yeah. Okay. Um, Thank you. Bye bye. Yeah. Now we've done like an hour. Should we keep going or do we do oh, a yeah, sure? Why not? A little bit Let's longer. Should, should, okay. should, should we take the book covers or? Uh, you mean the book covers that you've been? Uh, yeah, but yeah, yeah. Do, doing. You, yeah, let's do it. You know, Niels, you might not know this, but Niels has been a part of really. Uh, Quite a few book covers through the years. Most, and, mostly Julian's books. Yeah, mostly Julian. So that's perfect for this show. Uh, can you just, sh- maybe you can show us a few of the covers and uh, explain your thoughts behind, you know, w- what kind of ideas did you have when you made the covers? What are you trying to get through to the uh, the audience with the covers and, and so on? The, the first one was really the... Uh, out on the streets. Oh, okay, that one. Hmm? This one. But that, and that, that was that was uh, competition. Uh, competition. 
and I won that. Not, not what do you mean? Did, did they ask? Did, but, but did they ask for a cover and, and people were able to send in their suggestions or what? Yeah, and I, I did this one just for fun, really. Okay. It's a great you cover. Won. It's a great cover. So that was back in. Can you show it a little bit closer to the camera? Maybe we can can see it a little bit better. Yeah, that's the one. Smalling yeah. and the rest of the guys. Moose. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, the first I did for for Julian was uh, yeah, the first version of the Soul album book. Oh. The yeah, that's one. a great one. But why did it change that one? Uh, it changed to this one, and um, it was much worse. I, 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 um, I think it's much worse. The first one is. I agree, but uh, yeah. why? Show, them, show them both. What's the difference? The cover is the same. No, yeah, but the faces are not the same. Ah, okay, the faces not the same. But why? Like the first did, one why, why we did that? You, you. Um, I'm not really sure. If, if, if we can tell, and if if okay, we can, we have to. If if we, we can, if we can tell, Julian have to tell it. Okay, uh, Julian. But this can, is the okay. original. Go for it. You can say okay. <laughs> um, no, I, I'm not sure. I think he said go for it. Do no, more because than one hour. I, I, it's like um, Lynn Goldsmith got really pissed because. Uh, I think I use two of our pictures as reference, uh -huh. and she's been going real hard after, uh, after stuff like that. If she had a big thing with the, the Warhol Foundation, because Andy Warhol had used one of her pictures, mm. and um, and I think it went to court and every everything, and she oh, actually God. she actually won. So, sorry about that so that's why why we changed it she she she, she told uh, she said that all the pictures was hers but actually two of them mm. are Barry Levine two, two of them are Barry Levine pictures so it's like so, so so from what you're saying you're not a big fan of Lynn Goldsmith you know uh, not the way she did it I, I was on yeah. vacation, vacation vacation in Spain so I and it's like uh it was not like, please take it away. It was like, I'm going to sue you. Hmm. The, the first message was, I'm going to sue you. Okay. That's not nice. That's not, the, that, no. that's not the Swedish way or the that's Norwegian not the Swedish way. No, no, way. Uh, not the Scandinavian way at all. Not it's the Scandinavian like, way. The Scandinavian yes. way, way is like... Uh, Could you please? Yeah, the, the Scandinavian way is... Scandinavian we, way is more diplomatic, I think. Yeah, could we oh, please yeah. resolve this? Yeah. How yeah, do we yeah. go about solving this? Yeah. That's a, a more Scandinavian. Scandinavian uh, and uh, the second one I did was uh, the Odyssey. That's cover. a great cover. Oh, my. That's a great uh, Julian, cover. Julian and Tim's. Uh, the first one is Julian and Tim also, if uh, even, even if it's just says Julian on the cover but uh this one uh it's the first the first one is uh, actually more or less 100% my creation be, besides the names here uh Julian probably have had a little bit more input I don't remember but if we were talking about uh some stairs and a kid uh, 
on the top, but I I prefer doing it doing it like this, so it, it ends up like me what I say anyway. So and uh, the third one was uh, and both both those are, are are mixed mixed art. So it's both drawings and uh, Photoshop. It's it's the way I usually work. So the same okay. here on the third one I did. Yeah. I just read that one. Mm -hmm. And this one but, quite fast, really. So, and the last one I did was the wall book. That that's yeah. just that's just Photoshop. And that it, and and both. It's actually my vault on. <laughs> on uh -huh. okay. And uh, and. Uh, just a part here is from the Gene Simmons uh, poster from the poster 77 poster where he stands yeah. on the cube. So okay. that's the covers I made. And I actually, there will be uh, at least one book coming next year that's not Julian's books, but. Uh, okay. Can you give I, us any. Any information on that, or is it top secret? No, uh, it, it's a Swede and a guy living in Japan. <laughs> uh -huh. mm. Okay, mm, that's kind of interesting because we've got a lot of books out of Japan lately from Elaine. You know, I think he's yeah. written like three books in, uh, and he's been uh, uh, working together with. Uh, a Swedish guy. I don't know per his name. Strid. Per, per Strid. Strid, yes. Yeah. Per, Strid. per is a really good friend of mine. And uh, I'll, I'll he seems I'll... like a cool guy. Seems like a cool guy. I've just seen some interviews with him and I really like what he's saying. Alain was uh, actually uh, in our cabin on the, the last cruise I went on. Uh -huh. he, he seems like a, you know, a genuine nice guy. Yeah. 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 I've, I've spoken to him a few times, but it's so so nice. Okay, let's go to. It is more like me. We're not so nice. Uh. <laughs> yeah. I, I have a question, or yeah. or maybe let's put it like this: uh, This is not written in the script. I can tell you, but since you put me on the show, you know mm -hmm. what I do with scripts. I just toss them. I know. Away. Yeah. Um, I have one thing, um, since we are talking with Americans now, uh, I have yeah. two suggestions that I would like to do when it comes to either the, uh, the pod, let me know, or with the, um, the vlog, uh, Van Talks Kiss on Sundays, and that is to interview Vinny Vincent. And why? Because, and now I will put my chin out, I think that as long as you don't mix him with business, I think he's a very nice guy. And I interviewed him in Olo in Finland back in 1983, which you can find both on the podcast and if you look carefully enough on Bent Talks Kiss on Sundays. And I would like to find out what has happened with him since 1983 when we sat in Finland talking about snow and kiss. And LGBTQ, I think, question I would like to talk with him about because I'm very involved in those subjects in Sweden. And I have one th more thing I would like to do. Back in 
the same tour in 1983. I met Gene Simmons in Brussels in Belgium. And it was a late night and we were talking about Swedish småkakor. And do you, Daniel, that are better than English than I am, what the heck no, is I, Swedish småkakor in English? Småkakor? I don't even know what it is in Swedish. We don't eat that kind of shit up here. Oh, oh yeah, you do. <laughs> oh, yes, you do. Old, 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 old people do. They drink old people, old, old people's cookies. Yeah, it, it's yeah. both both me and Gene are very much in love with them because I I spoke dearly about those when we were in Brussels. So he he got so interested. So he he yeah. went to to the bar and said, "Could you please have some Belgian cookies?" Mm-hmm. And the only thing they had there was stuff that you put in a like a an ice cream. Cone, not cone, but the big ones that you, that you can put anything in, like wafers and stuff like that. So anyhow, I would like to meet Gene Simmons for one more time and try out the small Swedish cookies together mm. with him. Testing seven of them. Oh yeah, he loves the cookies. He loves the cookies. But what about this then? Uh, I've always listened to podcasts and and. Uh, interviews with musicians and uh, i wonder what you guys think about this did kiss influence scandinavian music to an extent what do you have to i mean do you think that kiss played a big part in some of the bands that are popular today or has been popular uh, in previous years what oh, do you yeah, say, Alexa- Alexander? Alexander. That that uh, you know that happens all the time. I think when you when you hear interviews with with Scandinavian bands and there's a lot of people who picked up guitars because of Ace Freely or they start to play drums because they heard the, especially the drum Peter's drum solo from Alive. Uh, so uh, I would say that yes, they influenced a lot of Scandinavian bands and musicians and. Even bands that may not be the biggest ones, but you know, a lot of a lot of musicians were inf- influenced by by Kiss for sure. Yeah, I remember I remember uh, an interview with that guy from the Helicopters, who plays the guitar. What, Dregen, I think it's called. I think okay. he, I mean Dregen. Okay, both play guitar. Yeah, Maybe both of them. And he said like Kiss was a big bigger influence on most of the kids my age than abba you know abba ever was niels what what do you have to say about that in nor in norway in norway especially uh yeah i think it's more the same i think most rock and hard rock musicians from between 30 and the the late 50s are influenced by by kiss in one way or the other really even you have, you have big groups like um, what's Norwegian's harder, especially especially the black metal uh, groups from Norway, and um, I, I I know it because, because uh, I I were there when um, the, the first big uh, black metal group in Norway called Mayhem started, yeah. and uh, be, really famous. All, all those all those guys are we're close friends to my um, me at the time i even rehearsed on some of the first rehearsals with them <laughs> you but, were yeah. you were mayhem you were mayhem's first singer yeah actually actually for a month no way 
Yeah, yeah, he was. But, he was. But, um, but I cool. also understand the, the guy who was uh, was killed. He, he was a friend of mine from second grade until uh, oh. until a year before he died. Um, we fell out. But um, uh, he was a major Kiss fan. Also, most most people were really major Kiss fans. And you have like Sweden. You'd, it's like the bands like probably most Americans have heard of uh, like Ghost. Yeah, they're really influenced by Kiss. Yeah, mm-hmm. but also so, bands like In Flames and and those bands as well. You know, I mean, they're, they're a lot of men. Most of the bands were influ- influenced in one way or the other by by Kiss for sure. You know, they were. What do you so. say? Was it the music or was it the look? That I think it was a, a combination. I would say. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, the look was important. I mean, I if I talk to my, for myself, you know, I became a fan of the band by just seeing the guys, a picture of, yeah. of Kiss, and I became a fan of the band. And then I, then I started to listen to the band, and you know, my my fandom got even bigger. But it, I think that yeah. that's the way it, it worked with this band. You know, that you but, maybe but first saw a, a picture, but you became a fan in the mid '80s. Uh, Heavens on Fire is on. Yeah, but I saw all, I saw I saw old 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 fo- photos of the band, or or uh, you know I got hold of the Destroyer album cover early on, you know, and and okay. I mean that was like, yeah, I mean that that was like uh, I don't know childhood dream or whatever, you know, to see that album cover, and that was like uh, being in the middle of a Marvel comics uh, or something. So for sure. Mm-hmm. Bent. What about I'm sitting, yeah I yeah I'm sitting thinking first of all I'm thinking about Car Jam 21 where you have real big Kiss fans uh, you have fans from uh, of course you have Dragon which you already mentioned then you have Electric mm-hmm. Boys uh, and we have uh, oh me and my terrible memory but if you look at Car Jam 21 there you have a whole bunch of Swedish and Norwegian and one American. Then you have um, Erik Grönvall, which is a oh, big yeah. Kiss fan. And he is now a member of Skid Row. And he's doing excellent. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. I and, and the thing is that if you like, uh, are trying to look at covers of Kiss songs, and I'm, I'm not talking about Forever and, and um, I let. I was made for Levy, etc. But there's a lot of Swedish covers when it comes to Kiss songs. And then, of course, we have one of my favorites, and that is um, Nanne Grönvall, which is married to Benny Andersson's son. And she made a cover of which song? Anyone? Anyone? I don't know. Heaven's on Fire? No. Yeah. And it's a, it's a heavy one. It's a, it's almost heavier than than the kiss version but so so it's it's a lot of swedish musicians that has some kind of influence when it comes to yes ben do you know what my favorite song is with nanny she was actually uh, participating in a program that was called i think it was called doobie doo yeah and she in that program in that tv program they, they played covers and she did an awesome version of the old Swedish tune doing the Umoralisk Slager Festival. 
That's okay, speech. you are talking it's, about. It's about the greatest version I've ever heard of that song. Yeah, but and and, and the guy who made the ori original version. Let's try this on our English-speaking friends. His guy was called Sillestriparen, the, her <laughs> the herring strangler. Yes. Try that for a size. The herring strangler. Strangler. Yeah, that's a cool name. But, but I think all, all people who aren't Scandinavian who listen to this, if, if you're going to listen to a band that really has a lot of Kiss influences, in the music that are really good everybody should listen to the helicopters yeah mm -hmm. because uh, both at least nick and dragon are big kiss fans and that uh, at, uh, for me it's like nick nick is a house god it's just like i can speak i can speak to um to i've spoken to gene paul uh alice cooper lemmy uh, over the years and i've never been fan struck but it's like every time i meet nick i just <laughs> okay <laughs> so, so... I can't speak no so um and, yeah, so, uh, so... The, the helicopters it's pro uh, probably the uh, on my top three list of best bands ever so okay that's interesting so, so, so all in all, we have to say that Kiss has influenced Scandinavian music quite a lot, quite a bit. Oh yeah, and it's sure. pretty obvious that Kiss has done this all the way through the seventies and, and onwards. So, Kiss has been a major influence on Swedish music, and Swedish music—I don't know if the American knows it, this, but but we are a major player when it comes mm -hmm. to. Uh, selling music abroad uh, we have a lot of great big popular artists all the time coming out of sweden um so uh, th thank so you also, for that so all americans who's who's saying rock is dead they should listen to scandinavian and european bands so rock yeah. is still alive in europe for sure yeah and and yeah. you know when you live in america it's such a big country i mean I'm not sure how many Americans that has actually seen Kiss in another country, in a different country. Maybe they've gone over the border to Canada, and that's about it. But when it comes to at least Alexander, you've been traveling the world, quite, so to speak. Quite a lot, uh, actually. Follow, uh, following Kiss, and you, you love traveling and you yeah, love I mean, watching that, kiss and you've combined those two can you tell yeah. us a bit about your kiss travels yeah i mean I, that, that's a great combination you know to to uh to travel and explore the world and you know why not seeing kiss at the same time so that's a great combination so that my traveling really started around the reunion tour i would say you know it started off there or maybe a little later the psycho circus tour reunion tour so the first time I went to the States was actually in 1998, and I went with a friend to New York, the New York area, to see Kiss. I was lucky enough to see the original band in Madison Square Garden. So that was a, a real, really cool thing. Oh, and wow. uh, since then, I've seen Kiss in Australia. I've been, you know, seen them all over the, the America. Alexander, did you go to Australia in 2001? I did. I saw the full yeah. tour, the eight shows. So you so you saw Ace and Eric. Yes, and that's yeah. a great lineup. That's a very 
a strange lineup actually because you have Eric Singer and you got Ace and you got Gene and Paul. So that's uh, uh, it's a lineup that didn't last long. Uh, but Alexander, when you watched them, you were yeah. there, two thousand one. Eric yeah. in Peter's makeup. What did you think? It was controversial at the time. And the, the weird thing is that we found out about it quite late, actually, because uh, someone told me that uh, uh, I don't remember when when the you know they advertised the tour and everything, but maybe it was. Uh, I think the tour was like in the spring of two thousand one, and the tour was probably advertised in like late late two thousand or something. And there were rumors that Peter hadn't haven't signed his contract or something. Resigned his contract. There were some rumors about it, but then I thought, you know, well, they're going to play Australia. What's going to happen? Going to oh, they're going to cancel the tour. Or what's going to happen? Uh, but then a friend of mine who's going to who, who this guy Nicholas, who's the president of Kiss Army Sweden, he went with me on that tour with with the, uh, two other two other friends as well. And he told me once told me he just called me and said, you know what? Oh, oh, it was almost like, oh, you're sitting down. What mm -hmm. you know? You're not going to believe this, but Eric Singer has joined the band and he's going to wear Peter's makeup. Oh and I said, what? And that was very, very controversial at the time, you know, because I said, you know what? You know, he's going to use Peter's makeup. Uh, but then I remember when we went to the first show in Perth uh, and uh, I mean, I have seen the band the year before in uh, in 2000 in America. And, you know, Peter's drumming was, was you know, it was okay, but it was it's a huge difference between Peter's drumming and Eric Singer's drumming. And I, I will never forget when I heard that, you know, first, you know, opening of, of Detroit Rock City in Perth in 2001 and when Eric started to play. I mean, it was like a, it was like a different band, you know. It was such a big difference. And once I saw it and, and, and this, you know, saw it, you know, live there, it... it I had no problem with it, okay. but um, yeah, I had no problem. With it. But uh, for it, me, it, it was... was. Yeah, continue, Alex. No, but it, it was controversial, and and for sure, you know, it was. But uh, on the other hand, uh, Eric also had a, a history in the band because he was there, you know, in the yeah. Revenge tour and and so far, so and before the reunion tour, so. Um, you know, it was not a new guy. It was just a you know an old guy that they put in in makeup. <laughs> I yeah. guess. Do, do you guys remember that first picture that they posted of Eric Singer? It didn't look, oh, yeah. look quite right. Yeah, he uh, had really looked, short hair at the time, yeah. so uh, yeah, <laughs> didn't look and, quite right. But but for me personally, I have to say it was a step up for Kiss. I mean, I I, I never really liked <laughs> Peter Chris when he came back into the band because I think he played subpar even. Maybe it was okay through '96, yeah. but after that, it it wasn't that good. So I think no. it, it was good for the band, but uh, it, it was uh, it was like more this. controversial when Tommy. What else? He was playing like this. Yeah, and he, <laughs> I had I had actually bigger problems with Tommy joining the band. Oh yeah, I, yeah, I never liked I, that because yeah. I liked this lineup with Ace and Eric so much. So yeah, so so I it had much good. much bigger bigger problem with Tommy. Yeah, but yeah, Tommy was talk... like this guy from the street. You didn't even know who he was. He was the uh, he had yeah. been black and blue or something. But but uh, it, that felt kind of strange. Yeah. And I remember I vividly remember. Uh, I think it was the symphony that aired on, I don't know on on some channel. And one of my friends said, who wasn't a big fan, man, A seems to have stepped it up. He seems to be, you know, he doesn't seem that sloppy and lazy anymore. 
yeah. that's not ace i said but that was yeah. the thing people yeah. didn't know it was another guy May and I then have... also yeah and also one of the, the fun things about going you know traveling to see kiss is that sometimes you go to some really odd places or or countries you you might wouldn't go to if it wasn't for for this so all you americans also know that there's a war between between russia and ukraine and i have seen kiss in both russia and ukraine and it's not that long ago i mean i went no. to russia in 2000 uh, 2017 the first time and also the second time in 2019 and i saw kiss in ukraine in 2019 so that when you see pictures from ukraine now and everything it feels really mm -hmm. weird that i have been there just like three years ago i was there and and back then it was like a nice country and everything and yeah that that feels kind of weird that's really interesting did you feel any difference between you know being in russia and ukraine the atmosphere the people oh yeah the way things were. when i was in ukraine they hated they hate russian people you know for sure you know you could tell when you were there you know and you could tell when you were in ukraine in 2019 you could tell that ukraine wanted to be a part of europe they didn't want yeah. anything to do with russia and they were very they were very you know they wanted to to show that they could, they could speak english and they were very you know they, they wanted to be a part of europe and yeah. um they they you could really tell tell for sure but, yeah but what about russia then when you were there um when i was in russia you could really tell that um it's not you know you can't really tell you can't really you can't really say when you're in russia what you really want um okay. you could really tell when you talk to people they were a little bit you know pushed down mm -hmm. uh for sure you could really tell when you were there and uh that's my my expression anyway of it and um yeah yeah for sure you know not, 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 to, uh, not to forget one thing uh, that is it's not a war between them Russia invaded. Yeah, yeah Russia invaded. Yeah. yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah. So, 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 so we we keep that record straight. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah it was my fault. I, I said it the wrong way, but uh, for well, sure. Well, it's <laughs> the second language. It's not that easy, you know. No. Uh, so, so Sontem, Sontem, as we should have said the in Swedish. Yeah, in Swedish, yeah, in Swedish yeah. we would have said that. In in true. every war, somebody has to start it. So it's yeah, so that's true. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. May, may I ask the guys one question regarding makeup and stuff like that? Because hmm? since I'm such an old guy, uh, I remember old. that. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm not that old just teasing but the thing is back back in the days when they still had a makeup on from the very very beginning and when eric came we were yeah. so interested in to find out what's his character going to be what's, what's mm -hmm. his persona and when we all know that they were trying different things out and finally he became the fox uh, so every time they changed the member they changed the persona and back then they didn't think about anything else than just change the persona because it's a different person. Uh, but after Kiss came back in full makeup, then it was not like Peter, Ace, uh, Gene, and Paul. It was the Catman, the Demon, just mm -hmm. back in 1974, 73. When we didn't know exactly their names, not that much, anyhow. 
So I was thinking about how do you feel about that it's just the Catman and um, and the Spaceman instead of changing the persona to something that is more them. I think that the characters is more important than the than than the persons uh, in in a way. <laughs> oh yes. <laughs> uh, I I think so. I mean I I think the characters is is more important than than uh, than than who's behind the makeup, you know. Because if you at see this point in, of time, yeah, yeah, at this point of time. Because if you see in the in the in the when it comes to marketing and, and everything, you know, it's the demon, it's the cat, it's the it's the you know, spaceman or whatever. I mean, it's it's it's. Uh, I think that part of the of the image is it's uh, much much stronger than if it's Eric or if it's Peter wearing the mm. makeup. But I was actually. For me, it's the only thing that would work in a way. So it's like, it's a big difference between a band that's been together for nine, ten years and a legacy, more or less legacy band after third, mm -hmm. 20, 30 years. It's a big difference. Yeah. Yeah. But I was actually watching and thinking about that today, actually. I have a picture on my wall when I met the band uh, in 2017. And in 2017, they had a Creatures outfits. And it's pretty funny when you see Eric, oh. because Eric has, Eric Singer has Eric Carr's outfit wearing Peter's makeup. Yeah, that's kind of <laughs> that, That's okay. kind of weird, you know. It's a mix yeah. between three people when, yeah. You, yeah. When, you, when you when you see that picture, <laughs> and that's that's, that's kind of weird, you know. If you think about it for a long time, that's kind of weird. Mm -hmm, that you know. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, we Kiss fans, we we have seen it all. We've seen it all. Oh, and, yeah. uh, I mean. But what about the the latest tour they did through Scandinavia? I know I met I met Bent briefly in Stockholm, and he went on to see them in Gothenburg. And I also think that Nils and Alexander, you you watched several Kiss shows on the European uh, leg of, of the tour. So so well, can you well, just tell us a little yeah. bit about what you thought about it? Because I I can just start because I was so pleasantly surprised. It was much better than I ever thought it would be. Yeah. Uh, the yeah. latest, the, the latest show, I w the the show previously I went to was Trondheim in Norway. I'm actually might go back to Norway in uh, in June. I saw Mot Motley Crue and Def Leppard were going to play there, so we'll see if I go there. It's not too far from here, but uh, I watched them there on a festival. And I thought it was kind of okay, and then I went to, you know, the Teletube Arena. I think uh, it was somewhere around 30,000 people sold out. A great show. And by this point of time, you, you've kind of accepted that Paul has a little bit of help. Uh, but I still thought it was one of the better shows I've seen with a band. I, I don't know if I was like yeah, no, I but, hypnotized but it, or something. No, but, but it, it was the, great. The tour last summer was great. It was much, much better than I, than I could expect it, actually. And I, I had a little bit before the tour, I had a little problem with with you know motivation to be honest you know because it, it hadn't been any any shows for such a long time because of the of the, the corona pandemic and so but once i got there it was great and and uh, i saw 10 shows last summer and uh, and uh, i picked some countries that i haven't been to so i saw saw them in romania i saw them in hungary i saw them in what else croatia and I also oh. saw them in in, in uh, Belgium and also in in uh, Paris in France in Paris because I haven't seen Kiss there before. So I picked some some countries that I haven't been to. Oh, that's um, so cool. 
Yeah, it's it's nice, and it was great to see them in the eastern part of Europe. You know, it's it's uh, it's not but often. Alexander, that you... I, I just have to ask you a question. Do you travel alone when you do this kind of stuff? Yes. No, I actually, I travel a lot with another with another guy called Nicholas, uh, okay. Nicholas Lidholt. Uh, he has even even tried. I've seen Kiss, I think, in twenty eight countries or something like that. And Nicholas Lidholt, I have seen him oh, way over thirty countries. Oh, uh, he's seen him uh, in a lot more countries than I have. So, but uh, but uh, I travel a lot with him and, and his girlfriend. And uh, sometimes I go by myself as well. I have really no problems with that to travel by myself. Oh. Uh, but these days, there's been really, you know, some, you know, problems with, you know, chaos at some airports this time around, and you know, some some flights got cancelled and stuff yeah. like that. So this summer it was really hard to travel, and if I'm gonna travel, it, it has to be fun, you know, and and um, and um, yeah, and this time it was a little hard to be honest to travel, uh, but it it works it worked pretty okay, but it is you know. We'll see what happens in the, in the but, future. But just another another question. Uh, people, I just watched the latest episode of the Kiss FAQ podcast, and and they still talk about, you know, the set list. Uh, why don't they add stuff? What do you guys think about the set list? And uh, they're playing the classics. Um, would you like to see them play different songs, Ben? Absolutely, but I would like to answer the first the, the question before. Let's start with that. Yeah, could you possibly bring up the uh, Destroyer magazine cover again, and uh, zoom into? Seconds. Yeah, and then zoom into the uh, part down to the right, and I'll show you guys something. Uh, which article? Uh, no, it's the front cover. Yeah. Uh, the front cover. I don't have the front yeah. cover. Don't you no. have that? No, oh. uh, he didn't. Marco didn't send it to me. So sorry, <laughs> I, I can't do okay. that. But but I'm... I know what you're get, getting at. Yeah, because I can download see. it maybe. Uh, okay. Give uh, him the whole, give it give him the whole picture. So. Yeah. Anyhow, this is. You're, you're behind yeah, the comments. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's see. I don't know. No, this band is such a pain in the. Yeah, of mm. course I know that. <laughs> you know that. That's why yeah, you put yeah, me yeah, on yeah. here. That's why I need you on this show. Let's yeah. see here. Let's kill that one first. Uh, where is it now? That one. Remove that one. And then we put. Let's see uh, if we can Mark, put. Mark, ben. Mark, Mark, Mark just sent. The, the cover to, no, to us. Let's see. <laughs> I, oh, let's see now if you can. It's, ah. it's in Messenger, Daniel. Okay, okay. I go and get it. Yeah. Mm. Because um, the thing is that uh, I haven't seen that many Kiss concerts during the years because of uh, my Kiss depression. So I'm like a virgin. But I saw the concert in Stockholm, which I enjoyed, and I most certainly enjoyed the concert in Gothenburg. And Nils knows that because he was there and he saw me. And mm -hmm. at the same time, when I was totally spaced out in my own private Kiss universe, <laughs> they snapped a picture. A and the picture, 
And the picture is the cover of Destroyer magazine. And that's why you need to show that part. Just give me a minute. I'm, I'm almost there. I'm almost there. And ah, I, I see you. Yeah. And I, and I discovered new things as well. I totally fell in love with Deuce because for the first time mm -hmm. I heard the bass line, the bass line in Deuce. And I enjoyed it so much. And I was trying to find that bass line. But the thing is, people that are recording concerts, they don't get the bass. The bass is lost somehow. And the only Kiss album that I found this bass line is on uh, Alive 3. So I began to love Alive 3 again. Oh, it's coming. Mm -hmm. It's coming. Let's see if we can see me. If you look uh, down... I, I remove yeah. that comment. Just wait a minute. Uh, uh, I told you I had a lot to keep I mean, the, pic the picture is fantastic. Look at yeah, that. It's a great, it's a great cover. That's, yeah, yeah. Is that Gothenburg? Yeah. Um, yeah, it, it's yes. It's, this is Gothenburg. It, it's Marco and me in front of Burnt taking. Is and it? Mar and Marco is taking a picture backwards, and he a lucky shot. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. but anyhow, I don't know if you can see me, but yes, down yes, to the right, that's me, and I'm yeah. totally. Space out. I'm not yeah. there. No, you 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 look like you're in awe of the kiss sign there. Like, yeah. Oh my god. So um, that's why I thought this was important to show again. Thank you, Marco, for bringing this up. So you, oh, it's it, I, it, it's, an incredible, it, it's an incredible incredible picture. Yeah. Yeah, it's like it's like the inner sleeve of a live too. You know. It reminds me of that. So, yeah. So, uh, but uh, to, to answer your question, Daniel, yes, I would like to have other songs as well. Uh, what I'm, do you want to hear? I'm more like um, the stuff that they usually play when it comes to Kiss, um, the Kiss cruises. More like deep cuts. I'm, and since, but I know that I'm going to make a lot of unfriends now, because the. The normal KISS fans, they would like to hear the same songs all over again. Just like my kids when they were small and they were they only wanted same to listen story. to the stories that they have heard a trillion times before. But I'm interested in other stuff, new stuff. Maybe stuff from Monster, maybe stuff from albums that they don't play. Uh, and it's like this, that all the songs from the unmakeup years... I mean, today it's Bruce Kulick that's playing them, and he's playing them so good, Great. so real good. Okay. I would like to see, to see Kiss in makeup play on makeup songs. That's me. In a um, the problem Niels. is that okay, Alexander. No, the problem is that very very old songs doesn't work in for an arena audience. That's a problem. I know uh, that because when they play, I, I don't remember now. I think when they played like a song like "Tears Are Falling" on the last tour that I, I can honestly tell there was a lot of people that haven't heard that song at all mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. that that's what you can tell for the for the reaction from the audience you know so that's the problem for, with an arena audience that you can't really yeah, no. you know you can't really play you know two odd songs because people yeah. don't pe people haven't heard it <laughs> no i have a vivid memory from 97 when i went to two concerts in stockholm um, stockholm stadium 
I think there were 35,000 each night. It was great. Everyone in the city was dressed like Kiss, and it was like this vibe. Uh, uh, it, it's never been topped since. Uh, and we went th to the arena, and we saw four guys that looked like the, the, the cover of Dress to Kill. Perfect makeup, suits, walking around there looking slick. So we went up to them, let's sing some song. And we started, Paris of Lady. And they just looked at us. What the hell are you singing? <laughs> <laughs> they never heard the song. That was, so, so that's, you have to keep in mind that when you have an arena audience, 80% only know like the classics. five Kiss songs. Yeah. Or, or Yeah. So, so, so I, I don't have a problem with them playing. Me, I me, had me. a few years back, but now I don't ha have a problem with them playing just the same old, same old. I don't see them. I can't see them Christine putting in, you know, 16. Christine 16 or stuff like that. No, I'm okay with it. Nils. Me, me, yeah, but for me, it's more like I'm also I prefer the classics. Now they're on their deathbed. <laughs> but, uh, but it's like... Uh, uh, I, I would like them to change a little bit around you. It's like you just put in songs like "Common" and "Love Me," "I Stole Your Love," and stuff like that in the in the set list. And at least now Paul can sing them again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> so, magically. Yeah, yeah. So that, but uh, okay. It's, just, it's like I, if if I should hear something, it would be strange things that we have heard on the uh, small tidbits of on the cruise before like unmasked and something and that won't happen at a big show anyway so oh, it's no. like then i'd rather have come to the me, i stole your love or some yeah yeah but it won't happen really i stole your love there. is one of the songs that they should play more often now that he has some help you know yeah. it's a, yeah. such a great opener uh, but we have some questions for the audience. Maybe uh, I we have to say it to the audience. You've been a great part of the show. You've asked many good questions. Let's address some of them. The first one: What uh, I saw a few comments back. What what songs? What song made you a Kiss fan? Alexander, you you said Heavens on Fire. It was for me. For me, it was clearly Heavens on Fire. What about yeah. Nils? Then. Uh, it's difficult to say, but it, uh, I got uh, on the same day in in March uh, when I first really listened to Kiss. I got Destroy and Opera and Hell on the same day, so it it could probably have been in uh, Detroit Rock City, I guess. Detroit Rock City band. I must say it's all of the songs from Hotter Than Hell because back then I haven't heard any singles whatsoever, so I can see it's. It's all the heavy drums on "Got to Choose," "Watching You," etc., etc. So, I mean, that album is magic. And I think I, I think you, you guys have talked on your podcast about the second wave of Kiss Scandinavian yes, fans. That's me, Bent. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, uh, the second wave. That's exactly those the guys, the men that are between 45 and 55 years old, yeah. And they have one favorite album, and that is a favorite album that I don't have. And that is, Daniel? Is it Animal Eyes? Yeah, 
That's animalized. Oh, that that but, I would call that the third wave. Yeah, but then yeah. then I uh, the part that we did yesterday with a father and daughter, we found out it must be at least from the way that you are counting, it must be a fourth wave. That means that the people that have seen KISS for the first time in 2017 and 22, perhaps their favorite album is, wait for it, Monster. Is that okay. Really? I don't think so. <laughs> no. I really no. don't think so. If you, had, no. if you had said Sonic Boom, I could probably believe mm -hmm. it, but Monster, no. Be because if, if, if we talk about age, and when yeah. the album was released, then it must be monster for the last yeah. wave or, or the yeah. right now, the last wave. But when I've tried that question on other people, they've said, monster, you are nuts, man. You're totally nuts. No, I'm just um, trying out some thoughts and ideas because yeah. when you have a podcast and you That's know that. Thing. That's yeah. your thing. Yeah, you, you need to try try things out. But actually, when you if you talk about waves, you, you at least had three waves. The first one that you came in on in yeah. 75, 76, and then you have, have the 79, 80 wave. I was made, maybe? Yeah. yeah. And, and then you have the 84 wave. Yeah, for sure. Because uh, for me, I, I was uh, my first... My first years were with Kiss was really heavy, and it, it was like I was really diehard. And I really, for me, Animalize is the worst Kiss studio album. The Ooh. worst. The worst, actually. No way. No uh, way. I, 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 I had enough into the fire. Is one of the best Kiss songs. The rest of the album. And uh, oh, I actually, I actually, I, I'll, I'll take your monster. No, not monster, but the Sonic Boom ten times over Animalize. Oh, so, no well, that's yes. that's interesting. That's kind of interesting. Sonic Boom, I think, was a great effort. They tried to do something. They had a plan. They had an idea, and they had a few good songs on there. Monster, I never got really. I never got Monster. I, I, I kind of liked the Eric Singer song. But that was more like a cover if you heard the original For the Love of Rock and Roll. It's very close to the original from another band. Yeah. But I like that song and I like the single. What was it? Hello, Hallelujah. It's kind yeah. of a, I Stole Your Love ripoff, kind of trying to do modern day, day Delia once again. But other than that, I, I have a hard time remembering the rest of the album. The, what, do the, you think the, about, the, what do you think about Monster, Nils? The problem is a monster that it's really difficult to tell how good the album is because it's there's a sound wall there that destroys the whole album. The mastering is terrible. It's like it you get tired of listening to it uh, for more than a couple First of years. Years. It's it's like I don't remember if it's in it's one of the Paul songs. I don't remember if it's Freak or what's the second and uh, not Tell Hallelujah, but there's some hand clapping there and you can't you can hear it it's really far in the background but it's like if you had a different a good mastering or something like that you if 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 it 
was some kind of air in uh, the mastering and the and the mixing it you would hear a lot of things so i, I for me it's difficult to tell how good the songs are could it be by any chance that sometimes kiss out uh, kiss puts out the wrong album at the wrong time like a few years Carnival, too late yeah or yeah like carnival of souls if that yeah. was because if i listen to that album today mm-hmm. I kind of enjoy it, but yeah, I didn't me too. back back yeah. in the days. But it came out in a total wrong time when everybody, all the focus was on on the reunion kiss, and yeah, then the the Carnival Souls album came out. So that was a total wrong time. So sadly, and, and, for, and for it, had, it has the not the it's not the mastering there, but it, it has the same problem as Monster. The sound, it's like you're listening to an album through cotton. <laughs> Yeah. Perhaps, yeah. yeah. But there, there, there's a lot, a lot of good. There's a lot of good songs there, but the production oh, yeah. is. If you if you had the Carnival Souls with the production, Revenge. Of Bob, yeah, Bob Esser did the Revenge. Um, Revenge. It would be a completely oh, yeah. different album. Hell yeah, yeah. yeah I, I totally agree. I I do enjoy like uh, hate the first song, but, but but at the same time the sound isn't quite there. And one of my personal favorites. That no one else seems to enjoy is uh, a song that reminds me of kind of a dress to kill song and let's take a look in the mirror that's a great paul song even though the lyrics are kind of down i i enjoy that song so there's a few gems on carnival of souls as well the the what what's the best about carnival of souls is that paul stanley wrote a song about the song he's singing and it's it, it's called it never goes away that's that's one of the worst kiss songs i know about and it will never go away let's 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 move on to another topic Uh, i mean we've talked about the first song or album that affected us in such a way that we became kiss fans Uh, but if you if you would try to look objectively at the biggest kiss songs in your country so sweden for bent and alexander and norway for 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 niels uh, a, a song like unholy made it to number two in norway that's kind of unbelievable but yeah. is it one of the biggest songs ever for kiss now because hits back in the day ah it reached number eight it's a big hit but now it's more like what do people listen to you can you can see on spotify for example oh my god this song has a lot of hits a lot of views a lot of listens um so in norway what would you say Niels, are the like two or three biggest kiss songs of all time what do people recognize I, you know i, I would say um, it, it, it's it's different between what's played on the radio and what's what's sold but what the, the biggest kiss songs in in Norway has really been uh, I was made first and that's all a song old always played on radio here if they play kiss and the second one would it's like in in Europe kiss was kind of the Australia of uh, 1980 so shandy was really big in Norway and then okay. we we've gotten like tidbits of shandy at concerts. Uh, when they played it, uh-huh. just pull, just pull on guitar, 
Yeah. And uh, the third, the second one that's really played on radio is Crazy Nights. Crazy Nights is really big here. Okay. And then you have Unholy, but that was just when it sold well. You never hear it on radio. It was big for a week. Yeah, for yeah. a week. Yeah. Yeah. Alexander and Ben, let's see if you can agree yeah. on the three biggest Kiss songs in Sweden. If you go for the radio part of it, I mean, I listen to like the uh, the Swedish P4 radio all the, all the time. That's like public service radio. And uh, the only two songs that comes to my mind that are, that are playing there is actually Rock and Roll Night and they play I Was Made For Loving You. That's the two songs that they have on their playlist if they're gonna if they're playing a, a Kiss song. But um, I guess Heaven's On Fire is probably there. It's probably one Hell of the yeah. songs I think for so. sure. And um, perhaps Forever. Yeah, could be. Do you think but, uh, forever is a big song in Sweden? I would not, say not that. Not now. If if you talk about we talk about the present, band, totally. not seventy-five or eighty-nine. What are the three biggest songs in Sweden now? I mean, I, I was Alex, made is definitely Alexander. there. Yeah, I was made, and I was made, and uh, I was made. Heaven's on fire, yeah, and uh, maybe. Yeah, maybe Rock and Roll Night, maybe, but I don't know. I think I, I think I have to agree. I think those are the three biggest songs in Sweden right now. And I think it might differ a bit from America. I don't think they would put Heavens on Fire in the top three, for example. No. For, no. That's the second wave or third wave or whatever it was yeah. in Sweden. Because I remember another thing that amazed me a bit, because I think that... The Scandinavian countries are the same when it comes to what they listen to and uh, what kind of albums that yeah. that are being sold. Uh, but I made a couple of specials about Kiss in Denmark, and I got so surprised because they said to me that after Unmasked, Kiss totally died in in uh, in Denmark. They didn't sell anything okay. more, yeah. and it, and they weren't popular anymore. Uh, I don't know about Norway from that point of view because sometimes Norway and Denmark are the same, and sometimes Denmark and Sweden are the same. Okay. But, in, in the beginning of the eighties, kids were larger in Norway than, than they were in Sweden, so it's like yeah, yeah, for sure. And Mask went to number one, didn't it? In Norway, uh, I think Unmasked uh, all, almost Norway. anyway. And uh, the Elder sold to. Uh, got uh, silver before uh, oh, it, it even was released oh mm -hmm. jesus yeah. Be yeah because after it was released i guess it didn't sold many units <laughs> oh actually it's uh, so, uh, nor it sold really well in norway yeah. you guys are crazy okay uh you guys we we we're now we're done two hours yeah okay. yeah <laughs> Yeah. But we knew this um, prior to to the the show that it could become a long one. Uh, but this is as 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 I said to you. You you were saying, yeah. Daniel. Well, we're lucky if we can make one hour. And I said, if you put me on, it won't be one hour. It will be several <laughs> hours. Yeah. And and then of course we have Alexander and we have Nils, and you are not that bad of talking yourself. Uh, no, we, 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 we usually <laughs> go go on for about two hours. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. why I, 
the audience have to know that I will put timestamps into the episode so you can skip if it becomes too boring for you. But there are some nuggets, nuggets over here in, in, in this episode that you, you didn't know before, I think, especially if you're from America. There are quite a few nuggets that you can go and grab in this episode. And, and we'll use timestamps so you might not have to watch the whole episode, but there are some good stuff being said on this episode. Yeah. Um, right. Biggest show, biggest songs is getting named, but what but about it, this it, one? It, then? It, it was Nils. It was fun. It, it, we see the comment from Julian here. Uh, creature sold 4,000 for. Let's put it up. Wait. Yeah. And uh, you can see um, if you have oh to think about, think about it in Sweden, uh, there's about twice as many people living in Sweden as in Norway. Yeah. So that it will be more or less uh, actually the same amount of copies uh, if you double the uh, if yeah. you double the people. I get you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, by the way, Daniel, shouldn't we talk about intercourse as well? <laughs> oh, no. Uh, no. No. Let's skip that one. <laughs> Uh, it was a bad translation we did earlier. Uh, yeah, kind of, it, it can get kind of crazy when you you speak in a second language. And I don't know about you Americans. What's your second language? I guess a lot of people in America speak Spanish. Maybe you know that one. Uh, but at times uh, it but feels like I I get. What are your views on American Kiss fans? They don't Have you know met many American Kiss fans? What do they know? What are their focus? Because the main audience of this podcast, like 75, 80% are from North America. So what are your take on American Kiss? I mean, Alexander, you've been all around the world. You've met a lot yeah. of people. What's your take on American Kiss fans? Nils, you, you, you met a few and Bernd as well. Let's start the cool, with the Alexander. Cool thing, yeah. The cool thing when you meet, you know, American Kiss fans is, uh, that you can, you know, you can meet people who have seen, you know, tours that haven't been over in, in, in Europe. So I remember I, I met a, a, a KISS fan somewhere in, at a KISS concert and we started to talk. And he said, you know, you know what? I saw KISS on the Hotter and Hell tour, you know, in in oh, late right. 74, you know. Mm -hmm. and, and that's the cool things with, with you know, with... with they have different, you know, they have different tours and they had a, the, the, the chance to see Kiss on a Live 2 tour, Love Gun tour, Destroyer tour, they never got here and, and stuff like that. So that's the cool thing when you talk to to uh, to uh, American fans who were there in the 70s. That's the really cool thing. So, I mean, the first tour, as we said before, the first tour the Kiss did here was like in the in, in the spring of, of, of 76 in Europe. Yeah. So that's yeah. a little different. What about you, Bert? I'm sitting here thinking because if I should say some things, the American Kiss fans will hate me forever and ever and ever. So I want <laughs> Don't to. Don't say I, it. Sorry? Don't say it then. No. <laughs> Cut this away. Mm. No, it is like this. What I like with the Americans is, of course, that you belong to one big country and you have kiss almost all the time and especially in in the 70s 
when I got to see Kiss in 1976. At first, four and a half years later, I was able to see Kiss again. So you had Kiss for such a long time, even though they took a break when they were as as possible as po- as popular as it was possibly possible. Uh, so I envy the Americans from that point of view, because you got to rule and you got to take care of Kiss all the time. And we only get to borrow them a tiny, tiny bit every once in a while. So I envy you and I love you. Julian, Julian corrected me a bit that USA is 50% of our audience. But then we have Australia, Canada and UK and then Scandinavia, Sweden and Finland. Wow. Maybe I'm yeah. not a crazy Finnish fan at time at some yeah. point in time. I don't know. Yeah, I but say yes. okay, but... Finland. Yeah, Hover Haventa Finland, I say. Okay. And I say, and and in in a while I will say moi moi. Yeah, Hove, that that's good in Finnish, I know. But Finnish is such a uh, strange language. It's not even related to Norwegian, Danish, or Swedish, so we don't mm-hmm. get it. But Nils, American fans. Oh, I've been a lot to the states, so it's like. Uh, have you what, what have you seen any tours in the states kiss tours uh what's uh yeah in 2014 i saw okay. yeah but uh, besides that i've been a lot to the states because i have a lot of family there so i've been traveling okay. around also so so for me um, american fans are like americans in general but it's like people all over the world. There's cool people and there's idiots. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it's, uh, but it's, uh, I, I probably, the only thing that I, that could be a little more negative, I, I feel a lot of American fans is a little more entitled. Do you, what, if, you, if you understand what I mean? They're the, a little bit more, what did you more, say? More entitled, they used to. Okay. It's a little uh, the same that uh, Barnt is telling. It's, it's like they used to, they're used to getting it all the time. So it's like they don't yeah. appreciate appreciate mm-hmm. it as much when I get you. When you when they get it, it's like here in Europe in the eighties and nineties, where you waited for to for ages to see them. So it's like, yeah. Especially and a and half I, years. Yeah, and especially I remember in the early '90s, before the reunion tour, you know, you wish that you were living in America because America oh, got, yeah. you know, the U.S. got everything. So that that was yeah. a tough time. So, yeah. but uh, in in general, there is no difference between people in Europe and the, in in the states as long as you don't discuss politics. Uh, then it's no, fine. that's kind of. <laughs> And we don't do that on this show. No, 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 no. <laughs> but, but Alexander, you said in the early 90s, I was a bit surprised that they didn't extend the UK Revenge 1992 yeah. tour to the rest yep. of Europe because oh, yeah. there was some kind of vibe. How, or how do you think such a KISS tour would have succeeded in the rest of Europe, Nils? It would have, have been, continued from the UK, especially the- especially in the north of Europe. It would have done better than it did in the yeah. uh, in the UK. So it's I don't well, the, really understand what they thought but, about. 
No, because the European promoters must have got the question, you know, Kiss is yeah. coming to England. Are you interested in of, of taking Kiss as well? I mean, the, the Scandinavian promoters must have got that, that question. And, and you know, they, they didn't believe in it, apparently, because Kiss didn't play here. So, But it, it is really strange because after the, the, the UK tour, they did a, a promotional tour around Europe. Yeah. And they, they went to, to uh, yeah, they did a record signing in-store appearance in, 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 in Norway in the Oslo. And and that, the, that was insane. Yeah. So and, they, and, they, and they were in Sweden, did interviews, and they did uh, they visited you know all, uh, the, the Netherlands, and they did uh, you know I think Germany and stuff like 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 that as well. So uh, and so so that's a little crazy. They traveled around, did promotion for the for the for the Revenge album, but they didn't play. So I mean, that that is it's strange. Yeah, Bert. Well, uh, didn't I reply for that question? Ninety two. No, he was in his closet back then. No, no, so. no. I, I was, I was in my, um, uh, yeah, in that closet. I went in eighty-five, eighty-six, and I came out two thousand and sixteen. Uh, but I can show you my shirt if you want to. <laughs> it's a Do nice you have a shirt? shirt? Yeah, go and get it. Go and get it. I have it on me. Look at this. Mm. Oh my, Soul Station. Yeah. yeah, that was that was an album. Yeah, it was. Yeah. It was. It was. Yeah. Okay, guys, we're going to yeah. wrap this up with a final yeah. question. And the final question I have for you: We talked a lot about America. Will we come back? Europe, yes, please. And American fans and so on. And Bent always says that he thinks uh, Americans should learn English in order to read all the great Kiss literature. The that is round so now we have the chance but i said not to learn english because they know it already i said swedish now, did i say english i meant swedish Le learn swedish in order to read the swedish books yeah or norwegian so all yeah. of you guys you have 10 seconds to come up with a phrase or a word that you want to teach the american kiss fans I can go first. Does, it have, to, does it have to be kiss related? No, 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 no. Oh, no, okay. I'm going to teach them a very important word. This is something that they have eaten for years, but they don't know what it's supposed to be called. And it's a meatball. And if you want to say meatball in the original language, you have to say shutbulle. Shutbulle. Only so one? all you fans listening, yeah, that's singular. Plural, köttbullar. But that's too hard. Köttbullar. So if you go to Sweden, you can go to a restaurant and you can say, I'd like to have a köttbullar. Okay. So köttbullar, that's the first word. Now you have your time to think. On. <clears throat> Hopefully we'll come up with some good stuff. Let's start with a Swedish word. Let's start with we will start with Alexander. And then I will continue with the food thing. Uh, there's something we have a little uh, a piece of bread here. There's really uh, what do you say? Knäckebröd, which yeah, is like uh, how do you describe it? It's like um, hard, hard bread kind of thing. Yeah. You can put the butter on or anything on, and it's called knäckebröd. 
knäckebröd. Mm. That's good. my Swedish word. Word. Very good word, Alexander. I like it's that. It's good. Uh, good on fi- good on fiber. Yeah, it's a lot of fiber in it. It's a lot of yeah, fiber. Yeah, a lot of fiber. <laughs> yeah. And then let's hear a, a Norwegian word. I don't know that many Norwegian words. I, I think. Drit. I th- <laughs> that's <Drit. insane. laughs> shit. Yeah, that's <laughs> shit. But uh, I think I think in one way in in Norway the most important word and it's actually the, there's a Swedish word for it also. No, no, that's a, <laughs> that's a myth. That, that, that doesn't exist in Norway. <laughs> but we have a word called kus. Kus, yeah. Kus. kus. I don't know yeah, what that it, is. It's the same as mis in Sweden. Or oh, right. co- right. like cozy, cozy. Yeah, but no? it's not. It's not it's the not same. Cozy. Yeah, but mis isn't the same as cozy. No, not really. No, but it's it's the same as hygge in Danish. Yeah, mm. but I think nobody the, cares well, about the Danish. Keep them all, out of here. Yeah, but all those three Fucking words says like, a lot about Scandinavian mentality. Mm. Oh, and, and I, I think that's a really oh. important words. Kus. How do you say it? Kus. 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 Akurat. Kus. Akurat. Kus. That's a good word. And finally, Bent, you get the last oh, word here. You gave me all the words that are left. I'm thinking about Gene Simmons. Gene Simmons is such a word-interested guy. And he's learning, like in Finland, he said on the concert, Kitos, Kitos, which is, of course, thank you, thank ah. you. In, in Sweden, he said, Tak. But I still think that we have to learn Swedish the Gene Simmons way. So then, of course, it is rumpa, which is <laughs> bottom. Yeah, I like your bottoms or your bottom because you only have one bottom. You don't have two or you have oh, whatever. But you, if you think Swedish is hard, it's not. I mean, Gene Simmons knows Swedish. He knows Hungarian. He knows a little bit of Finnish and a little bit of Danish. And of course, in, in Danish, you have all these lovely words like skin, which is moonshine. Which uh, What Italian is it map. about you in Danish, Ben? Nobody cares about the I, Danish. I'm half Danish. Then, of okay. course, I care. Yeah. So, but, finally, what you need to know is all the naughty words. Because if you get interested in the naughty words, you will learn the rest. No problem. So, yeah. And then the same to you. Uh, so, I say... America and England and Australia have a very nice rumpa. But uh, uh, if, if you're going to tie the word thing up here, it's most important to, to, for you Swedes to tell what kiss means in Swedish. Yeah, that's yeah. true. That's oh, true. You, you, that's we an have old to say one. that this is so old and we've all. Yeah, yeah it for Sweden. But for, for us, yeah, Nils is correct. This is actually yeah. correct. It's because a good thing. for us, it's an old one, but for the rest of the world, they don't know it. So, kiss in Swedish is actually piss or urine. Yeah. <laughs> so, that's not very good. So, no. kiss. Oh, you like kiss? Ooh. Yeah. You can. And, you can and, imagine still, and still today, there's a, when you say something about kiss in Sweden, there are people making fun of it, of the, of the name, you know, Same it happens all the time. And at my job or whatever, you know, when you say something <laughs> about kiss, they still make fun yeah. of it. So, yeah. 
so that's about it guys that's about all we have time for today and we're well over two hours so we hope you people had a good time listening we uh, appreciate all the comments there were quite a few comments and uh, maybe we can do this another time you guys were great alexander thank you thank you Daniels, for being part of this Bernd and me i'm daniel so see you the next time and keep on kissing Ah, I stole your life. Thank you for spending time listening to the Kiss FAQ podcast today. All sales are final. There are no refunds. If you'd like, look us up on Facebook or come over to the Kiss FAQ message board and discuss the topic we've broadcast today. Don't forget to rate us on iTunes, Spreaker, or wherever you've listened to the show. We hope you'll join us again.